You guys ready for the word? If you have a Bible with you and you want to, you can turn to John chapter 13. This was the night that Jesus was about to be arrested. And in just a few hours after this moment that we're about to read, one of his disciples would betray him and all the others would abandon him and run away. Okay? But for this moment right now, he's sharing one final meal with his disciples. And Luke tells us that while they were having dinner, they were having a conversation among them about who was the greatest. Okay? So Jesus gets up from the table and he begins to demonstrate for them what greatness really is. Okay? You guys ready? Verse 1. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Okay? So John begins this whole story by saying of Jesus, having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Okay, the language here is presenting this picture of a constant flow of love. He has loved, he will love, and he now loves. But the emphasis is on now. The emphasis is on this present moment. Jesus is going to fully demonstrate his love. Okay? You guys okay so far? Okay. So the words the full extent can also mean, can also be translated to the end or to the finish. John uses this same word in chapter 19 when he records the last words of Jesus on the cross when he said, it is finished. Okay, so this present moment, this, this moment where John says he is now showing them the full extent of his love begins when he gets up from the table and he wraps a towel around his waist and begins to wash his disciples' feet and it goes all the way until the moment that he's on the cross and he says, it is finished. I am now showing you the full extent of my love. Okay, 
all right? So it's important that we understand the significance of what is happening here when Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Because I think that sometimes we equate washing feet with just any act of of love or service. But Jesus didn't wash anyone else's feet while he was on earth. He didn't wash the feet of the Pharisees to show them how much he loved them although he did love them. He didn't wash the feet of the Roman soldiers to show them how much he loved them, although he gave his life for them. He didn't wash the feet of the sick, although he loved them, and he healed them. Okay? Um, This was not just a general expression of love or service, this wasn't just a general expression of service or an extraordinary act of love, okay? Jesus extraordinarily loved the world and he gave his life for them. But he only chose to put his knees on the ground and wash the feet of those who would reign with him. Okay, stay with me here because this is going to challenge some of the ways that we think. But the reason that it challenges is because we think or we equate washing feet with just any act of service. And it's something, it's something more significant than that, okay? Jesus provided salvation for everybody or the salvation or the washing of the whole body. He provided that for everyone on the cross, But washing feet was about dominion. Okay? It was about using my power to come and not just use it for myself, but I'm going to use my power to empower someone else to have dominion. Okay? (laughs) Some of you aren't sure, but we'll get there, okay? Just, Just hang with me and stay with me, okay? Now, this was their, their king and their master, their rabbi. This was the word made flesh by whom all things were made and through whom all things held together. And he was choosing them. He was choosing the uneducated, the unqualified, the flawed, the broken, the prideful. Okay, and he was choosing them in this moment so much so that he knelt on ground that he created. And he poured out water that he created into a basin. And he knelt before people he created and he began to wash the filth from their feet. And as he did this, this filth got on him. Okay, And he is doing this because he wants to show them that true power always empowers others. And true love always believes in others. And true leadership will always serve others until they rise into their destiny. Okay, this did not mean that, G- that the disciples were better than everybody else. It did not mean that he loved them more than he loved everybody else. It meant that because they chose to follow him in a different way than everybody else, he was actually asking more of them. 
And he was empowering them in a new way in this moment, not only to rise into their destiny, but to make the same decision then to later do the same thing and empower other people. Okay? You guys okay? You awake? (laughs) Okay. So after the cross, the disciples would always have this moment. They would always have this moment of seeing the look of pure eye, of pure love in Jesus' eyes as he's washing their feet. They, they would always remember what it felt like to be served and forgiven and loved by Jesus and believed in by Jesus. So that later, when everything they believed had been shaken, they would remember what it felt like to be empowered by Jesus. It it was this love that held on to them when they didn't have anything else to hold on to. And it was this empowering love that changed everything for them and, and brought them into a new empowerment in the kingdom. Okay? Jesus said, uh, directly after he washed their feet, he said in John 13, 34 and 35, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, okay? And then he says, as I have loved you, you must love one another. We don't just get to love how we want to love. He says, no, you love as I have loved you. And then he says, by this will all men know that you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. Okay? It's not by the way we love the world. It's by the way that we love each other. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay. So this wasn't Jesus just saying, hey, I have a brand new command for you and you've never heard it before. They actually had heard this before. But he's saying, now you understand it in a new way. Now, because of what I have, what I have done and what I'm going to do, you will, you will be empowered in a new way, not, not just to, to, to know what this love is, but to live in this love toward other people. Okay? You guys okay so far? Very quiet. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about a few things that the disciples received through this demonstration of Jesus' love. Because we have to know that if we can't first receive what Jesus did, then we can't go about washing other people's feet. Because like we think we can do that because we think, oh, washing feet is just serving other people. It's actually a lot greater than that. And before we can empower other people, we have to first ourselves be empowered. Okay? So the first thing is that our value for being forgiven is the beginning of understanding love. Okay? John began his story about Jesus washing the disciples' feet by letting us know that Satan had already prompted Judas to betray Jesus, okay? John wants his readers to know and understand that the whole time this scene is going on, Judas is present. 
He's eating at the table with Jesus. He's talking with Jesus. He gets his feet washed by Jesus. And after Jesus washes all of their feet, still not one of them know who the betrayer is going to be. And Jesus is, is wanting all of his disciples to know by this act that I am offering you forgiveness before you ever finish this night and, and mess up. Okay? He wants them to hold on to this moment when, at, when, when they mess up and everything is shaken. Okay? So Jesus is offering his forgiveness to Judas before he ever makes his final act of betrayal. Okay, and then after he finishes washing Judas's feet, he gives him another opportunity. He lets him know, hey, Judas, I know that, that it's your intention to betray me. And so the person uh, that I give this bread to, he's the betrayer. And so Judas had one more opportunity to look into the eyes of Jesus and see the love and the forgiveness and say, you know what, I'm not going to do it. But he doesn't. He takes the bread, and Jesus says, okay, whatever you're going to do, go and do it quickly. Okay? Judas traded his destiny as a disciple of Jesus for a destiny as the betrayer of Jesus, all because he could not receive forgiveness. He couldn't receive it before he betrayed Jesus, and he couldn't receive it after he betrayed Jesus, even though he was full of regret, and he wished he hadn't done it. Judas, it wasn't the betrayal that was the end of Judas. It was his unwillingness to receive forgiveness. Okay, not only that, you know, maybe he thought like many of us do that he didn't deserve it and he'd be right. That doesn't change the fact that the offer of forgiveness still stands and the destiny that we choose will depend on our willingness to receive the unconditional forgiveness of God. Okay, not only that, we have to know the value of forgiveness before we can even purely love one another. Okay, Jesus made this this point between forgiveness and love um, earlier when the sinful woman came and washed his feet and he said, after that moment, he said, he who forgives little loves little. So he was saying someone who doesn't understand the value of forgiveness or how much they've been forgiven, if they think they've just only given, been given forgiveness for what they deserve, if they don't understand how much they've been forgiven, they will only ever love little. It's impossible to purely love if we can't receive forgiveness. Because if we can't receive it, then we can't give it away. There's a, there's a misnomer in the world that says it's easier to forgive someone else than it is to receive forgiveness. 
or I, I can forgive someone else, but it's harder for me to receive forgiveness. That, that's not actually true. If we can't receive forgiveness, we will only ever forgive other people um, when it's in our best interest or when we feel like they deserve it or when we, we just want to avoid conflict, which is also in our best interest. If we can't receive unconditional forgiveness, we cannot forgive. We will forgive with condition. And therefore, we will always love with condition because we can't be loved unconditionally, and so we can't love without condition. Okay? (laughs) Um, So forgiveness may seem like it's selfish to receive, but it actually takes a lot of humility to to receive forgiveness. And it's actually receiving forgiveness is actually not just for you, It's so that you can be empowered to love others with this same love that you've been given. Okay? The value of forgiveness in receiving it. All right, next. Jesus gets to Peter, and Peter says, you you shall never wash my feet. You know, I love that Peter's trying to be be humble here, but he doesn't mind telling Jesus no. You know? He's like, no, you're not, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus says, hey, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but you will. And unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Okay? So Jesus was doing something more here than just offering them forgiveness. In, in the Old Testament, um, in, the, in the temple or in the tabernacle, after they had made the sacrifice for sins, the priests then had to go and wash their feet before they entered into the holy place or into the, um, the inner uh, place, the courts of the Lord, to have communion with God. Okay? So Jesus had already, he had already told them, and I've talked about this before, he had already told them that they would be the new temple, that they would be the new place where heaven meets earth. He had already told them, hey, this kingdom that is on Mount Zion, it's going to go into all the nations of the earth. Well, now he's demonstrating for them that you will be my new priesthood. I'm not just offering you forgiveness. I am going to make you holy. Okay? Then Peter later understood this when... Um, he, just like Jesus said he would when he wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Okay? Peter also said that we are receiving an inheritance that can never spoil or fade or perish. Okay? Jesus was inviting, he was making them his priesthood, he was making them holy, and he was inviting them into his holy place. He was, he was inviting them to his table. He was inviting them into the courts of the king where decisions are made and decrees are given. This washing of feet is not just about forgiveness, it's also about restoration. He needed them to know, hey, whatever you will do, I have made you holy. 
So whatever you will do, come back into my presence, come back to my table, come back into my courts, come back into my holy place and remember who you are and be restored because you are my royal priesthood. Okay? It also says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 and 26, which is a really good picture of this. It says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. He wanted them to remember this is who you are. And, and no matter what you do and how far you get out there, you're always invited back into the holy place. Because you are holy, you are blameless, you are radiant, because I have made you so. Okay? So our position of honor is face-to-face where we get to go instead of, you know, the dominion part being our position of honor on earth. Our position of honor is face-to-face. All right, number three. You guys okay? Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, number three, embracing his belief in us establishes our feet to stand in dominion. Jesus washed the feet of those who he knew was about to run in fear. And he knew that everything that they considered to be solid ground was going to be shaken. And he needed them to know before that happened that, hey, I believe in you. And even though you will fall, you will stand. And when you stand again, you will stand in a new dominion. Okay? Jesus tells Peter uh, also a few minutes after the foot washing, you know, he tells him, hey, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. But Peter, when you turn back, strengthen your brothers. You know what that's like? Hey, Peter, you're going to fall. It's okay. When you turn back, I believe in you. You're going to rise again. Your feet are going to stand again. And when they stand, you're going to have a new dominion. And, you're, and with that new dominion, you're going to strengthen your brothers. So you're not only going to stand, you're going to stand with them. Okay? That's why he said, wash one another's feet. Because it makes us stronger. Because we don't just stand alone, we stand together. Okay? So we stand because Jesus has washed our feet, because he has knelt in front of us and because he has taken on all of our, you know, all of our failures, all of our weaknesses, all of our sin, he has taken them upon himself. And so we stand because of his forgiveness, because he has made us holy, 
because he has empowered us. And when we know that and when we stand in that revelation, then we could be quick to turn around and kneel before someone else to empower them because that's how we've been empowered. And we know this. That's the kind of dominion he meant. He, he needed his, his leaders of his church, he needed them to be kings and priests. He needed them to have dominion and serve. And he needed them to know that all things are in your hands. But what I want you to do with that is I want you to turn around and use your hands to wash one another's feet and empower each other. Because when you fall and you stand, you get stronger and you get stronger together. And you're no longer standing alone, you're standing with family. Okay? In, in the kingdom, it's impossible to reign without humility. But it's also impossible to have humility and not reign. Because when you know what you stand in and why you stand there, you know it's not about you. It's about the kingdom. You know, it says that... um, in John, it says that Jesus, knowing that all things were in his hands or under his power, um, and that he was coming from God and returning to God, he got up. Now, a lot of people read that and they think, oh, well, Jesus knew, you know, he knew who he was, he knew his identity, and he knew that he was about to be out of this place and back to glory, and he could just like do this one thing in this one moment, and then it would be over. Thank God. But actually, that's not what that is saying at all. It's saying that in this moment, you know, he was now showing them the full extent of his love, okay? So in this moment, he he was now showing the full extent of his love. He had everything in his power, in his hands. So in this moment, this now moment, he had a choice to make. He was already going back to God. That was already happening. He was already going back face to face with God. The choice that he had to make was, was he going back to the Father alone, or was he going bringing many sons to glory? And so he got up and he wrapped a towel around his waist and he empowered his disciples because he said, when I go back, when I go back to glory, I'm bringing a family with me. And I'm not just going back to glory, I'm bringing glory into this moment. Because that's what, empo- what, what, what empowering means. That's what it means to wash someone else's feet and and so that they can stand in dominion. It says, I will not do this alone. I will not be powerful on my own because of me. It's not about me. This is about a family. This is about a kingdom. This is about I will wash one another's feet because that's how I got here. And when I see him face to face, I don't want it to just be me and him. I want to bring people with me. I want people to be stronger because I served them, because I believed in them, because I forgave them, because I empowered them. That's what it means to wash one another's feet. Okay, let's stand up. Um, I, just, I just want us to, to take a few minutes 
And let's refocus back in on we cannot give away what we don't receive. And, and we may think that, you know, it's, it's really, it's not important to take care of myself as long as I'm taking care of others. And then soon we're going to be empty because we can't give away what we don't have. And it's important to come back to the feet of Jesus. Just like Eddie was talking about earlier, and, and see his worth and just let him forgive you. Let him wash your feet. Let him bring you back into restoration, into knowing who you are, remembering who you are, remembering that you are holy, you are blameless. He believes in you. Even though you have fallen, you will rise stronger. You will rise in dominion over that thing that caused you to fall. And when you have turned back, you will strengthen your brothers. Because this is about empowering it each other and using the power that we've been given to stand to help others stand with us. So um, Alex, you can play that song. You just take a few minutes and you can come up here. You can sit in your seat. You're free to leave anytime. Uh, just thank you, Jesus, for the way that you believe in us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you that your church is radiant right now. That your church is arising and shining. We are rising in a new dominion who is not afraid to radically love and believe in others. Thank you, Jesus, for this moment, this now moment. Because you first chose us.